Hey guys, before you skip forward to the meat of the episode, please take a moment to listen to this because this is a company you need to know about. I'm really excited to share with you guys that I've partnered up with a wonderful company that's innovating how we connect with those that we've lost. That company is called After. And if you haven't heard about them, here are the details. They've created the first ever gravesite camera system. What that means is that they provide for you a camera that's solar powered for you to put in the gravesite of your loved one and you get a constant 24-7 live feed of that gravesite through your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever it may be. What's beautiful about that is that you can also share audio with the gravesite from the comfort of your home from your phone. So this is a beautiful way to stay connected when there's distance between you and the gravesite of the loved one, especially now during COVID times, travel restrictions, even if it's just distance that's separating you and you can't go visit the gravesite every month or every week or as much as you'd like, this is the way to do it. So Super cool. If you guys want to find out more, their website is after.live and that's A-F-T-R dot L-I-V-E. And if you use my code, which is death dash 10, you get 10% off your camera. If this isn't for you at the moment, make sure you go check them out regardless. Tell your friends about it because this is really powerful technology that everyone should be aware of. And now, welcome to episode 26 of the Conversations on Death podcast. My name is Lorena, and I'm your host for the Conversations on Death podcast. Death is the one thing we all have in common, yet it's one of the most taboo subjects in our culture. So, I invite you, dear deathling, to join my guests and I as we dive deep into everything death-related, and in the process, learn about the many lessons death has to teach us, the living. In today's episode, I speak to Christina Andriola, who is a memorial event planner out of Vancouver, the founder of New Narrative Memorials. When COVID hit, she turned her already existing company and started focusing more on virtual funerals slash virtual memorials. So we talk about this new industry, what it's been like for her navigating this past year, how she's helped many, many families. And towards the end, we talk about different resources that she recommends within the death care space. Overall, really, really cool conversation. And I learned a lot about something that I really had no idea about. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Here's Christina. All right, Christina, thank you again for wanting to be part of this. I'm so Thanks excited. for having me. Um, I'm excited too. So I guess we can go wherever you want to go with this. But first, I'd like to know what led you to the death care space. Yeah, so I was, it was funny. I was telling a couple other people today, I have been in the events industry for, I had been in the events industry for about 10 years um, more on the supplier side. So if people needed something, they would call me and my company. I used to work for a furniture rental company and um, I'm Italian and my family is very close knit. And um, we were hit with the sudden diagnosis and death soon after of my uncle and my uncle passed. And of course my mom being an Italian mother, 
Um, we were in the waiting room um, at the funeral home with my aunt and my mom said, okay, Christina, like she voluntold me um, that I was going to be helping with the arrangements and helping create my uncle's celebration of life. And I said, of course I would. And I helped everyone get the little details together, like the flowers, catering, um, bringing the arrangements, like doing a program, getting everybody situated. And it was like, I think 150 people showed up and we had about 10 days notice. And so after that, I, I thought about what I could do for other families that needed some extra support for planning a celebration of life. And I founded new narrative. So the idea is not to take the place of a funeral director or funeral home, but more so, um, to provide a little extra support. So the way that I, the easiest way to explain it is to put it into the context of a wedding. So if you're getting married, you wouldn't always go ask the venue if they could help you coordinate the details. You might want someone outside of the venue, outside of your family to be more of a, here, you help me with the budgeting, help me with selecting like all of those little details um, and can give you more personalized service. And so that's where new narrative started. And then of course, at the beginning of the pandemic in March of 2020, um, we were, we in Vancouver were quarantining and asked to stay home and, and friends all across North America were asked to shelter in place. And there I teamed up with my friend, Allie Briggs, who is the CEO of LifeWeb360. And together we were talking and knew that Zoom memorials and Zoom funerals were going to be a thing. And we co-authored this 60-page PDF of how to do it step-by-step. And I started facilitating virtual memorials soon thereafter. And I do it on my own as new narrative. And I also work for a company called Gathering Us um, as their senior event planner. So it's like both companies have been growing together over the last year. And it's been over the last year, I've been able to help. I would say me personally, like around 150 families. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. So yeah. who, who is gathering, like, what do they do at Gathering Us? So Gathering Us is an online, their primary product is a free virtual, like an online memorial platform. Mm-hmm. And they also offer, and also within the last year, like their secondary, but still primary product is doing the virtual event facilitation. Mm-hmm. So with them, it's a one-stop shop where you go, you create your memorial website. And if you choose to have them facilitate your memorial, they will do that as well. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. It's uh, no two companies are the same, um, but I'm finding that with the companies that are out there right now, um, gathering us a new narrative are two of the only ones that do it more interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones that I've seen are mostly like one way where people are either pre-recorded or they're speaking and there's not too much time for people to you know, to interact or to have that open share. Okay. Um, but of course there are more companies now coming up as, yeah. you know, this isn't going away and more people are losing loved ones. And it's yeah. more of the, I hate to sound crass, but like more of the makeup artists turn wedding planners. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, this Damn, is so bad. Like, I, but it's good, but it's good. You know, like those makeup artists that are like, yeah, oh, yeah. I did my sister's, I did my sister's wedding and I realized I had a passion for it. But, but Hey, you know what? That's how I got started. And that's how everybody is. Everybody gets started. Cause it's, right. yeah, it's so, 
since you were an event planner, what is the difference, do you think, now from working for the living, I guess, and now organizing yeah. someone who's passed away? Yeah. So obviously the guest of honor is right. not present. Um, and that can bring its own challenges and own, yeah, that can bring its own challenges. Like it's, mm -hmm. I used to say that for a wedding, like ultimately you have, you have a lot of opinions going into the pot, but at the end of the day, it's the bride and the groom are there and the guests of honor are there and people are there and you can interact with them and you can talk or you can, you know, choose to hold a grudge. But for someone who has passed away, it's like, you don't have that input and everybody I find has a different variation of what they want or what they're comfortable with or who they thought their honoree was. Um, so that can get a bit tricky, but uh, it's, it's much more, I find that families are more willing to come together and it's more of a retrospect of this person's life. Like, so end of life events are very, it's good. It's, it's like you're, you're planning a greatest hits event for someone and, uh, and, or, or I've seen it in a few different ways. I was just talking to a family today about the different types of program structures that I've seen, like some events, they choose to go from the person, the beginning of the person's life, have someone speaking about the early years. And then you move on and have your second person speaking about like their young adult years, um, early family life years. And then maybe the third person speaks about like retirement and their, their later years or like their working life. Um, so you can structure it that way, but I've also, and yeah, there's different ways, but it's, it's more of a, yeah, reflection on who this person was and the life that they lived right. versus like, let's celebrate this point in time. Cause yeah, not everybody wants to celebrate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I I'd love to, in a little bit, get more into kind of what the format looks like, or at least the, mm -hmm. the ones that you hold. But um, before that, I have a question. I don't know if it's a stupid question or not, but is there a difference between virtual funeral, virtual memorial and virtual <laughs> celebration of life? Or it's just um, what you want to call it? <laughs> I, I personally think it's what you want to call it. Like that's okay. my my opinion is, is, but I've heard from a few friends in the industry that I think technically, technically speaking, um, a funeral is where the body is present, mm -hmm. uh, or, um, yeah, a memorial service I think is where cremated remains are present mm -hmm. and then a celebration of life is they don't have to be present, but of course it's to me, it's whatever the family feels comfortable with calling it. Um, of yeah. course, now that we're going virtual, there's more less, more of a gray area because mm -hmm. like you're not always live streaming a funeral. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's also different kinds of events that happen like a visitation or, um, I was talking to a couple of my friends at a company called pale hearse recently, and they have a, what's called a rosary which I think is very similar to the Italian Roman Catholic uh, visitation, like the night before the funeral, mm -hmm. you have it and you pray and you go and you, you you're all together um, with the deceased and, and yeah, you're, you're praying inside of a all to, all together, whether it's a church yeah. or a funeral home. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. so what does the format look like usually for you? Like, 
I'm someone who's never attended one before when yeah. I log into Zoom or I guess walk me even prior to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So from an attendee's perspective, mm-hmm. um, you were sent an invitation mm-hmm. which has a link and it has just the the technical information. So since we use Zoom, it has a meeting ID, it has um, a passcode if one is applicable. Mm-hmm. Um and it has any special instructions. So if you, if guests are to bring a beverage or if they're um, asked to wear a certain color, or if they're asked to bring anything else, then they're encouraged to do that on the invitation. So you would receive that, say the event starts at 11, um, you would log in. And now we open our events about 15, 10 to 15 minutes prior, just with music, with a program, the digital version of a, of a, of a paper program that you would get at an in-person event. And then at the very beginning, we'd start off with a little technical introduction. So just a very easy how to use understanding your screen. So here's where you can change the view. It's in the upper right-hand corner. Um, You're letting everyone know they're all muted, letting everybody know that um, you know, there will be a chance to share stories and memories later on in the program. And then from there, it just goes one by one um, through a predetermined program. So we'll work with the family to, to select, they'll select who is speaking and we'll work together to put it in an order that feels comfortable and feels cohesive. Um, and then anytime there's a video or a song or a slideshow or anything kind of technical that needs to happen our team plays it or we we open someone's microphone when it's their turn to speak. So it's really nice. It's very controlled. I've, I've seen quite a few companies saying, um, you know, they're keep yourself muted or respectfully stay muted. And it's like, well, no, you got to. That's why you're hiring someone. You're hiring someone to make sure nobody talks out of turn. You're hiring someone to make sure the videos play okay or at least if they don't play okay then someone to pick up the pieces and we can totally talk about horror stories a little bit later um (laughs) about like technical blunders but that's why you hire professionals is people that understand what could go wrong and are able to pick it up right away so that's all I that's what I have to say about that um but towards the end uh we'll usually open up for an open share so people very similar to an open microphone um people can raise their hands and we'll, we'll open it up to any, it usually takes, it's 15 to 20 minutes depending on who wants to share. And towards the end of the event, we'll put another slide up. So it has the photo of, of our honoree and a little, little blurb that says, thank you for coming and some specially selected music. Mm. How long do they usually last? about 90 minutes. So I tell families when they're budgeting time, usually the program, the formal portion of the program is about an hour. And then the open share is about 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know how that happens. It's, it's usually um, pretty, yeah, pretty much within 90 minutes, almost all the time. And is there a certain limit to the amount of attendees that can attend? (laughs) So this is Um, a good question because it definitely depends on the license that you have. 
So for us, so with, with zoom, I think the Mm. free zoom, it's only a few people. And of course it's that 40 minute limit. Mm -hmm. And then with the pro membership, I think the next level up is the pro and you have up to a hundred logins available. Mm -hmm. And then I think there's a way now you can add on additional, but, um, for our license, it's up to a thousand people. So the next level up, um, when you go the next phase of zoom is called enterprise. And that's where you get the special um, vanity URL and, you know, you can brand it and do a few more things with zoom. Um, but that's 300 people, 300 to a thousand. So a lot of the people have the 100 person license. And that's the one thing that I would, I would ask if you are talking to someone about a virtual memorial service, ask how many people that their license can hold. Yes. Just in case, just in case. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to have a limit to the, I mean, th- that's the whole point of doing it virtually as well. Anyone can attend that, you know, otherwise wouldn't be able to based on location or whatever it is. Exactly. Um, so that being one of the obvious benefits, I was also thinking, I, I believe you record the whole session and then anyone can have access to this later on. Yeah. So okay. we record it. And um, for those listeners who haven't or you know who are using zoom very sparingly these days um, you have two views so you have something called speaker view which is the one person at a time whoever speaking is shown on camera and then you have something called gallery view which is very similar to brady bunch view or like hollywood squares where you see lots of videos on your screen at one time and the the events that we do film in both formats So it's filming your whole event and it's filming, of course, people on screen and it's also filming the one speaker at a time. So depending on what you want to review after, um, I like to review also record the gallery view as its own separate recording. Mm -hmm. So you get three um, because sometimes it's nice to watch people's reactions like during the slideshow or during a special picture that's shown or I don't know, you never know what you'll want to see. Um, six months, nine months, a couple of years down the road. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Have you heard from any of the families about how these recordings have helped them in their grieving process? Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's, I have families saying before when I was doing memorials through COVID, I would get families that would be very hesitant to filming and very hesitant to, to recording this one moment, even though I believe that they would want to see it again. But now we have families right away saying, I'm getting, I would love to watch it again. And I want to watch, I know like there are no, they know it's recording and they know it's a standard. And so mm-hmm. it's like, they want to watch it and they want to relive those stories and those memories right away. And it's this moment in time that you're capturing. And, and I've had people after the fact to say, it was so cool to essentially watch a one hour documentary of my great aunt's life. And that's what you're doing. You're sitting in front of a computer and you're watching this, this series of people, whether they're pre-recorded or they're live, Mm -hmm. like all talking about this one person. And I've also heard that doing it virtually, there's less distractions. And of course, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, less distractions and more, more of a, 
more of an interactive experience right. and just less, less pressure overall. But yeah, with the recordings, it's nice to have that file and nice to have access to that. Yeah. Um, and I also find that having giving, because people know that it's virtual part of the cathartic, um, you know, part of some people's grieving process is making these slideshows is making these montages, these tributes, these special, um, yeah, special videos for their mm-hmm. loved ones. And I find that pre-recorded videos can all be very, very special as well. Like for instance, there was a family I was working with where their mom, um, they love to go hiking in a specific mm-hmm. location about 40 minutes outside of Vancouver. And they, she took a poem, she printed out a poem and took it up to that special spot and this mm-hmm. particular bench. And she, someone recorded the video for her and she said, I, my mom and I love to come here and, mm-hmm. and here's, I, I wrote a poem for her and here it is. Wow. Mm-hmm. What are some other things that families have done, like creative ideas around yeah. Oh, um, I've seen a couple families do fireworks, fireworks, <laughs> fireworks. Okay, cool. Um, so whether it's a, um, like pre-recorded fireworks to a special song or like they film somebody going outside and setting off some fireworks. Um, of course the toasts are fun with a beverage of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I, we honored, a doctor semi-recently who was known for his, um, I guess like practical jokes on people. So they were, everybody was encouraged to bring an object that reminded him of the jokes that he would play on, Mm. on like the family and, Mm. and just the little trinkets that he would give out. Um, and then of course that's one end of the spectrum. And then on the other end, I've, I really enjoy the events where you're encouraged to take a moment to reflect and write a word that reminds you of the person that we're honoring. And I was fortunate enough to, um, to be hired by a couple who was grieving the loss of their unborn child. And with my colleague, Megan Sheldon of, of, um, of ceremonial, she runs a company called uh, seeking ceremony mm-hmm. and, um, her and I created, she created the the ritual. I did the technical behind the scenes things, but it was one wish for the parents. And we all, they were just encouraged to bring a piece of paper mm-hmm. and we all took a moment and we all picked up our pens at the same time, wrote that word or mm-hmm. a sentence um, for them. And everybody held it up to the screen and we held it up to the screen for long enough that our team was able to take a couple of pictures, a couple of screenshots. And then afterwards, after, and then, you know, like the, the couple went through, the parents went through the gallery and saw all these lovely words and we all held them up for, you know, a good 30 seconds. And then everyone was encouraged to put their words in the chat and it can be, the chat box can also be used as something so meaningful. Wow, and I yeah. say to families, yeah, get creative with that chat box, whether you're asking for contact information or want to, you know, have like a live chat during a, right. during the, and you can save that or... too, right. You can save the mm-hmm. conversations in the chat. Yeah. And so that's what we do at the very end okay. at the conclusion. We'll encourage people both prior to logging off, take a moment to leave a message in the chat. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned earlier that we have music playing at the beginning. We also have music playing at the conclusion. So mm-hmm. guests aren't, you don't feel like you're rushed mm-hmm. to go 
to leave yeah. and it's not like an abrupt yeah like okay, meeting and zoom session. yeah 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 because yeah we, like we've both been on zoom meetings mm-hmm. where it's like the host has ended the meeting yeah I keep snapping my fingers in the background <laughs> and it's just like it's too abrupt yeah it's like, oh my god yeah, what just yeah. Happened? and that could ruin your whole experience yes. if it ends too fast right so, so how long is a- the period of like music until you actually end the meeting it depends. So mm. the music usually goes on for a couple songs mm. and then depending on the rate of, you know, rate of right, guests right. logging off, it's okay. yeah, definitely an art, but it can be yeah. anywhere from five minutes. I'll usually, yeah, see when the majority have logged off and a good indicator is when everybody on video has logged off. Mm. Um, but there are some casual reminders like, hello, everybody, just the room will be closing in just a few minutes. <laughs> And it's like wow my, you sounded like a flight voice. attendant yeah just now, like getting on the PA but um, on the flight attendant voice yeah because yeah, you, you, you want to you want to make it like don't want to yeah. rush people out but you want to get them to understand that right. the room will be closing and just like uh and and also you never know who has their video off and is still writing something in the chat like I've seen some mondo chats happening at the very end like Mm. things that the chats that take up almost the entire page and Mm -hmm. you know had we closed the room too early they wouldn't have right Right. so I usually like to give everybody a very very long period of time and people can join from their phones as well right oh my god so if it's like elderly people who have no idea how to use a laptop or a phone or whatever they can do it yeah and that's the reason I love zoom so much is that it's just it's it's literally, it's a one click and Mm. it's so easy for anybody. Just the hardest part I would say is downloading the app to your phone or to your tablet, because Mm. that's something that not many people realize at the beginning is that if you have a phone or if you have a computer, you can either join via the app or you can go to the website and there's a little, there's a place where you can join a meeting and by the magic of the internet, you can put in your meeting ID and join it right away. But with your phone and your, and your tablet, you'll need to download that. But like you said, it's just as easy as pressing the, clicking the link. And if you have a passcode, there's a way to embed that passcode inside the link. So Mm. you don't need to give those out separately, but Mm. of course, like there's a, we always like to give out all the pieces of the of the event. So just in case somebody doesn't click on the link and presses join, they have all that Mm -hmm. information anyway. Have you yourself attended um, a virtual memorial? Obviously that wasn't held by you, like (laughs) someone that passed away that you knew. Um, I've seen a couple of recordings. Okay. And um, funnily enough, like I was the client last year, which like, I don't, don't be, it's so weird. It's like trying to be a client and a, and the producer at the same time is hard. Um, but yeah, my, my grandfather passed in Ontario and I'm in Vancouver. So obviously it was like, okay. And you know, we could only have a certain number of people and yeah. And it was very interesting. I learned a lot about, Mm. um, streaming at a funeral home and Mm. learned a lot that I'm bringing into these next events that I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really, it's really exciting. And yeah, people do it in a lot of different ways, but anytime that I can, I'll like pop on. Yeah. Just to see, you know, (laughs) I want to hear about the horror stories now that you mentioned it. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Give me the tea. <laughs> uh, well, of course there's the ones like the funeral home experience that I was just talking about was, I learned a lot because there was some feedback. And of course, mm-hmm. if you have multiple devices in a room, like you definitely have there's a possibility for feedback. And so after some trial and error, I, uh, I learned some little zoom tricks and zoom hacks. So that doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing, I guess, like while I'm on the topic of streaming and the quote unquote hybrid model of like part virtual part in person, um, you'll always, you want to make sure that you have a very strong connection wherever you are. And if you're hotspotting and you are, responsible for zooming a service. Um, it's always best to have a secondary camera as a backup. Um, I did one, I felt, I still feel terrible. Um, but I filmed a graveside burial and the connection just was not very good and we couldn't really hear. And it was just, the quality was not amazing. And I wish I had taken a camera and just even an iPad and just set it up and, and captured it. But I've learned that learned my lesson. And actually I worked on a funeral the other day where I were same thing, graveside service. Um, but we couldn't get to the site the day before. And uh, I was like, if you're going to have a videographer on site, just to be our contact, contact person, like you have to film it, like, please, you got to film it independently. Um, just, just cause you know, if the zoom is the keepsake that you're going to have for the rest of your life, it's, like, ugh, it's just yeah. awful when it's so terrible quality, but right. anyway, uh, what else I like? Oh, um, we'll just say that some people join with their video off videos off for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I asked to start, I asked someone to start their video and I didn't realize that they were shirtless. And so, oh. you know, you open <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Um, no, but that's, that's that, um, like connection issues. Um, I've never been disconnected before from a zoom meeting. Um, mm-hmm. for those people who can't see me, I just like knock on, knocked on my head a bunch of times. Um, I've never seen anyone do connection. that. I love that. <laughs> well, like knock on wood, like you yeah, knock on your head. I've never, yeah. I love that. Okay. Sorry. Go on. No, that's okay. Um, another one, another good one is yeah. Losing connection. So it's always really dicey when you have someone speaking, like we do a rehearsal a couple of days before, but of course there's always the potential for someone to lose their connection halfway mm-hmm. through. And, you know, in that case, you just kind of you have to try and get them on, try and get them on via another device or yeah. somehow with the link and, and troubleshoot while you're still kind of in the middle of it. But mm-hmm. that, that can be a bit hairy and just, you know, if audio cuts out, um, that's always really bad. And I found out the hard way with my AirPods. Like as soon as you put the AirPods in, like, and you're, if you're screen sharing something, uh-huh. the audio leaves your zoom and it goes into your AirPods. Oh, so yeah, the audio from your computer. So say I'm wearing, or I'm wearing the AirPods, mm-hmm. um, but sorry, say, let me all backtrack. Say I'm playing a video mm-hmm. and I'm sharing the sound with all my zoom people. So mm-hmm. technically I'll see if I can explain, explain this in a way that I understand too. Um, technically the video sound is like being transmitted to your zoom people. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as I put AirPods in, now the video sound is being transferred to my AirPods, not saying. to the people on Zoom. And so it's like, ah, like, if, you know, just having to, to do it in the 
the middle of the, oh, it was bad. I'm glad I learned that lesson early, but a lesson well-learned because yeah. it's like always wired or nothing or AirPods in one time. Mm-hmm. That's it. So <laughs> when paranoid. you're holding these ceremonies, are you the only one trying to troubleshoot things or do you I have someone not. else? I am not. No, okay. there are two to three other people on, or sorry, oh. one to one to two other people always on an event with me. So okay. um, me specifically with new narrative, I have a technical director. I have a few people actually who are awesome. They can do either the on-screen facilitation or the behind the scenes tech person. And so it's usually, yeah, two people, at least two people to one event where the person, the facilitator is welcoming everyone is like mm-hmm. that on-screen presence um, guiding everyone through. And then that technical director is the one sharing the videos and making sure that they're, they're not wearing AirPods so that <laughs> they, you know, like the volume is okay. And, and they, we test all of that beforehand so that there's minimal mm-hmm. disruption. Okay. Okay. And how would you say, I guess, doing this has impacted you since you started doing the virtual ones? Oh my God. I am beyond death or anything. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I'm much more, it's interesting. It's at the beginning of the pandemic, I almost had to, I've really had to put myself in my client's shoes more, um, just with the reservations for the virtual memorial and finding and just listening ironically, like I've been talking this whole time, but, um, listening more and just listening to some reservations that could be masking, like, like what their, what their feelings are and, and what their, what their, what reservations they have about the, the, like just being more empathetic to like people having difficulty logging on or, um, more compassionate to, you know, helping someone that has never used Google before Google drive and being just very flexible. Um, I've also learned that I, yeah, can sit in front of my computer like 13 hours a day and be okay. And that I have zoom face, um, (laughs) like zoom, zoom faces when you go into a lot of meetings and your face is kind of stuck in like an overall cheery position. (laughs) (laughs) and then after at the end of the day I like yeah it hurts it strains the muscles like my muscles I think have adapted right now but yeah yeah, I have to like pull my face down at the end of the day that is no it's but it's been it's been so lovely to get to know all of these families and get to know all of these lives that I wouldn't have before like there are people and connecting people from all over the world like Mm -hmm. even if the person is just down the street from me in Vancouver I was helping a family recently, the doctor's family, um, where they had family in South Africa, family in Asia, family in Dubai, family in Colombia, in Florida, in Vancouver, of course, in Ontario. So it's like accommodating all of these schedules and and seeing all these people come together. Again, all you need is an internet connection and the Zoom link and you can watch from anywhere. So it's been really inspiring to see, inspiring to help people come up with creative ideas to honor their loved ones. Mm how are people finding out that this exists? Cause I would assume before COVID and all this, people thought maybe it was weird to do a funeral mm-hmm. through zoom. How has uh, the public opinion changed over time? I think just with the coverage that zoom funerals are getting and virtual memorials are getting um, like families are looking for an option that is 
where they're still able to gather together in a way, but without having to get together physically, like now that the pandemic has become a reality, a sad reality for all of us, it's like, what is the next best thing? And it's, and so they're going to Google and they're going to find information on their own because they are using the internet a lot more and zoom at the beginning of the pandemic was more of a foreign a foreign software, foreign platform where some people were very hesitant and they didn't understand. But now it's like everybody and their dog is using Zoom in some capacity, whether it's once or, and, and even the, the people who don't use Zoom on the regular have probably heard the word mm. and know that they have uh, quote, someone techie in their life that can come over and help them. Mm. Um and yeah, people have used the platform now and they've become familiar with, with the capabilities. What kind of companies or, yeah, I guess companies have you noticed uh, were born out of COVID? For example, something like this. Mm. Or I just spoke to somebody um, who started a company. I don't know if you've seen. It's been all over our circles. Uh, the camera, it's called After the camera installed by the grace. Yeah. I talked to them. They're awesome. I'm I'm an ambassador for them, by the way, the code is death slash 10, but anyway, (laughs) no, it's so cool. It's just so cool. cool. All these virtual. Yeah. Like I know a lot of companies have prospered since COVID and just, you know, it's now that the, Unfortunately, like the reality of death is just, is coming very close to home and very, it's becoming so important how, or so evident how important it is to, to plan and prepare and to, to do your research. And, and of course it's still, I think it's still in its infancy, like the, the change that's coming. And it was, I remember it was when it, when I first started, but more people are kind of thinking about it more. And I think, just over the last few years, there's been a big shift, um, especially on Instagram of all places. It's like now the gen, oh my God, gen X, gen Z. Anyway, I'm a millennial. Um, the people that are a little bit older than me are starting to, you know, they're starting to lose family members and it's starting to become more close to home. And, but those people are actually, they're like the first wave of the ones who grew up on social media. And as millennials, like I grew up on with social media or pretty much with social media. Um, and so people are taking to those platforms to share their experiences. And I think that the more people that share their experiences, the more, um, the more coverage this gets. And then the more, the more widespread it becomes. And yeah, I was talking to someone, another person today about, yeah, it'll take a a new generation where a generation where everyone has experienced this to understand the importance of all of these new companies that are coming up now, but there are some great ones like lantern is out there. Um, What's that? Uh, lantern. It's like an end of life, um, like a pre-planning company okay. is very similar to my friend's company. Um, Bannister. My friend has a company called Bannister advisors. Mm-hmm. who's in Seattle where they're like end of, you know, end of life advisors for after someone has died. And um, there's also sunny care services there's um, my friends have peacefully. That's a great company for like estate management afterwards. Um, and yeah, there's lots on Instagram. Like yeah. if I'm sure if they follow, if, if anybody here that's listening wants more information, they can certainly follow you and see who you're following. Yeah. And then just look, look at all those great, these great companies that are out and all these people talking about death and the doulas and 
Yes. Yeah. I was, it's funny because Everybody. you went that way without me even asking. Cause I was just, I wrote down, I remember you and I, when I first started the podcast, yeah. got on a zoom call and you just kind of gave me all these names and people I should talk to and follow. And I was like, Oh my God, this yeah. is what it's like. I didn't know. I mean, I was brand new to it. Oh, so yeah. I didn't know how big the community was, how there were so many different types of businesses. Um, mm-hmm. and you're a great connector and you know, all these well, people you, like you can list yeah. people just like you started. So if, oh, if there's so... anyone else you would <laughs> like to mention, I wanted to oh, ask you yeah. to the end of the episode because <laughs> I, I know you're just amazing at this. People oh my God. There's yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of, I've been thinking of doing a little, uh, are you on clubhouse? I just downloaded uh, clubhouse the other day. And so it's kind of like this, like a live podcast where yeah, just everyone just talks to each other. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Everyone just talks to each other. They're on clubhouse. clubhouse. Um, oh, but yeah, the people, oh my goodness. So the people who are, there are some people doing great things. Like my friend, Josh Newfeld has been doing photography for a long time. And he actually has a viral, a viral photo series on board Panda about his dad's um, terminal illness. And he captured some images of his dad during the last days of his life and the images are just they're incredible um and of course you have people like the grave woman who she's a youtuber who's amazing i think i'm pretty sure she's based out of florida um joelle and uh, she collaborates with a woman called little miss funeral all the time um of course there's like there's uh the folks doing living funerals like oceana does living funerals and emily cross who's steady waves um, of course the vets like, um, Jill shock and Amber Carvely, Jill shock doing death. Uh, yeah. Death doula LA, my good friend, Megan Carmichael, who's at daily life death. Like the, those people, they're, they're just so many great folks. And there's a, there's a group called death over drafts where mm-hmm. they used to meet up every Friday during the pa- during the beginning of the pandemic. And I think everyone just got zoom fatigue, but, yeah. um, it was great just to hang out and like, drink, you know, drink yeah. or, or yeah, brew. I loved it. Yeah, it was, it's great. And people like, like more podcasters are coming out and more, um, even like a company called Funeral Boss Inc. They're Mm -hmm. creating merch and selling it. Like, you know, they're normalizing sweatshirts that say mortician, babe. And it's like, (laughs) cool. It's great. It's like, finally, like I, I remember I created this networking event in Vancouver for end of life professionals that weren't just funeral directors, funeral directors were invited, but it was more inclusive. And it's like, everybody's got needs something. Mm -hmm. And you know what, every, every other group gets merch. Like, why can't we give merch to our death care professionals? Like, that's cool. I love it. Funeral babe. Let's future mortician. I love it. Mm -hmm. Whatever. It's it's awesome. And then uh, also the meme accounts are funny, like mortician memes and the funeral life. Oh, I need to follow those. I don't follow. Very them. funny. Yeah. And I'm not a funeral director, but I was a funeral assistant for a little bit. And uh, no, it was just good. It's good for a good for a laugh, like a nice tongue in cheek laugh. <laughs> I DM'd one of them once and I was like, they were like, go oh, to keep my identity a secret. <laughs> you know, you know, like for obvious reasons. Yes, but yes, yes. <laughs> All the haters out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And then of Thanks. course your grief experts and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the folks who run end well, like Shoshana and um, yeah, Shoshana is fantastic and a fantastic resource. And then of course the people that are, that are coming up and yeah, the, the projects that are getting expedited because of COVID, like the um, Michael Hebb's doing a new, the, the gentleman who founded death over dinner 
is now doing, has a new initiative called um, EOL. And that's like a one-stop hub for end of life um, topics. And like Brad from Reimagine, Brad and Carrie and Mm -hmm, Dara and their whole team have gone virtual. Um, Yeah, it's really, it's cool. It's cool. There were a lot of people that contributed to that, that COVID paper at the very, very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing all this resources. Of course. I probably forgot somebody very important and I will. It's okay. We can just add it to the show notes at some point when you remember. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking rapid fire right now. There's just a lot. There's a lot of yeah, great. And I also didn't prepare. Stuff. Like, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. I probably should have, but oh, I didn't think that's okay. We were like well into our conversation. No, no. It's, yeah. Uh-huh. But of course, the OG, I got to say, the person who like first inspired me to get, like, to really connect and create community was a woman named Julia Porter who lives. Oh my God. Where does she live? She runs, of course she runs, she lives in Philadelphia because she runs a, uh, a group called death party, Philadelphia. And she, yeah. So death party. Um, I don't know how they used to do a lot of meetings in person, um, Mm -hmm. of course, pre COVID, but now, um, they, they do virtual meetups once in a while and death party PHL is how you can find them on Instagram. She was like, she was the first one where I really saw like you can create community and it can be cool Mm -hmm. and you can have, they had their meetups in a bar and I was a virtual participant actually over zoom, um, two marches ago. So it was great. (laughs) Like before ahead of the curve. Cool, cool. I'll I'll check it out. Um, yeah. If people want to get in touch with you, how do they get in touch with you? Um, they can go. Well, I'm New Narrative Memorials on Instagram. Um, they can also you can probably Google me and you can see the uh, the articles that I've been in. Um, Christina Andreola, A N D R E O L A, and uh, yeah, you can find me at newnarrative.ca. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so now to the last two questions. Okay. Ask. You ready? All right. Yes. <laughs> okay. So if you were to die tomorrow, uh, how would you like to be remembered? Oh, I know how I'm going to be remembered. I'm going to be remembered as the girl who really, really like was obsessed with Mambo number five. What? <laughs> Yo, it, what became a joke is now a piece of performance art. Like every time someone hears Mambo number five, they think of me and I don't know, it's just a song that you know, no one's really attached themselves to, and I have. So anyway, I, I, how do you make this known? Usually that's what I'm, I'm confused about. You know what? I, it just happens like Mambo number five comes on. Oh, I have a Mambo on my personal Instagram account. I have a Mambo number five highlight reel. Um, (laughs) no, but in all seriousness, I definitely want to be known as that, as a connector, as the person who's got the, you know, who knows, who keeps company with a bunch of really intelligent, really dynamic, really inspiring people. And I'm just here to make sure everybody knows each other and is under the same roof and, and dynamic. Yeah. Dynamic people know dynamic people. And, and there are, it's, it's cool to almost like play business matchmaker of like, you should meet this person. And why don't you meet this person? These, these people are, they may or may not have similar ideas and similar um, projects, but you know, like you may think differently or you may learn something from this other person and who knows the industry is always innovating and, 
And there's strength in numbers as well. And the industry itself is very small and very uh, in its infancy. And just the closer we can band together as independents, the stronger we'll be like all together. Cool. And then the second question, if you were to compile all the knowledge and wisdom you've gained throughout your life into a message, do you want it to share with the world? What would that message be? Oh, yeah. Um <laughs> I was just going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> um, Lou Bega is underrated. No, I'm kidding. What? Lou Bega, like Mambo number five, Lou Bega. No, oh, I, you know, oh my I was, God. See, I don't even. No, 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 no. It's okay. Really? Didn't land. Um, I would say, oh man. Um, there are so many platitudes that I have that, um, I think like, Oh, okay. So this is, this is not mine. I can't take credit for it, but I love saying it. And this is what I want everybody to know, especially when it comes to virtual memorials. So the credit actually comes from my friend that I mentioned earlier, Megan Sheldon. And she, oh, I'm going to say this wrong, I think. Um, But her philosophy is that these virtual memorials don't have to feel like a plan B they can be intentional. They can be creative. They can be, they can be meaningful. They can be personalized. They can, you can really lean into the platform and lean into the possibilities and it can feel just as intimate and just as close and just as um, personalized Mm -hmm. as if we were all together in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even more because you don't get to see everyone's faces and reactions in real life. Yeah. It's almost like being in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. You're really kind of made, you know, present. You have to. And you can be in your own home. You can be in your own clothes. And as a host, you know, you don't have to provide food and drinks for everybody. (laughs) Bring your own. (laughs) True. True. (laughs) Well, it's been lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, please make sure to subscribe. And if you'd like, leave a review on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. It really helps spread the message. Also, if you'd like to connect with me, follow me on Instagram at conversations on death. And I will talk to you guys soon. Take care.